Hello and welcome back to the 5 Minute Philosophy podcast. We are now on the 8th episode of the 25 Days of 5 Minute Philosophy series and today we're going to be speaking all about British philosopher Mary Midgley. So I first read about her in The Philosopher Queens, an amazing book that only came out a couple of months ago. And the title basically takes Plato's idea of the philosopher kings and flips it around because it's a book celebrating different women in philosophy. Love it. So Ellie Robson wrote the book's chapter on Mary Midgley. So thank you to Ellie for inspiring this episode. So Midgley lived from 1919 to 2018 and was above all a moral philosopher, speaking and writing about animal rights, science, nature and ethics. And some of her books include Animals and Why They Matter, The Ethical Primate and Wickedness. In The Philosopher Queens, Ellie Robson describes Midgley's philosophy as holistic and systematic. So it was incredibly broad and interconnected, seen in her ideas on sociobiology especially. And she was also very focused on problem solving. In this sense, we can say that her approach was very pragmatic as opposed to a theoretical. She was very much in the minority uh, during her studies, being one of the few women philosophy students at the time in higher education, particularly in universities like Oxford and Cambridge, where courses were full of men. Not only this, but she wasn't too keen on the teaching at Oxford, particularly of the moral philosophy. At the time, there was quite a large surge in log- logical positivism, which basically argued that a statement is only meaningful if it can be analytically or synthetically proven. So if it can be proven by reason or by evidence. This left moral philosophy in a bit of a sticky situation, as many criticised the logical positive Many, many criticised logical pos- positivism for not leaving any room for morality or ethics or religion and so on. And Midgley was one of those who were dissatisfied by this approach. As a result, probably one of the most iconic squads was created. So Mary Midgley, Elizabeth Anscombe, Philippa Foote and Iris Murdoch. And, and as Ellie Robson points out, this squad happened to be happened to form at the time when all the guys had to enlist to go to war, leaving them to vibe of Oxford being philosopher queens, or as Ellie puts it, perhaps more formally, to be freed from the prevailing demographic norms of male-dominated study, as they were. Later on in her life, she notably engaged in debate with extremely atheist biologist Richard Dawkins. Whereas Dawkins fervently denies any existence of God, Midgley, though not religious herself, supports religion. In a debate on the teleological argument, which says, which says that God can be known through the appearance of design in the universe, Midgley argues that Dawkins' rejection of God as an intelligent designer actually pushes people further into accepting the teleological argument itself due to the lack of middle ground available. Dawkins' reductive biology on the one hand, and fundamentalist creationism on the other. In an interview in 2007, she said, When people are asked why they are persuaded by intelligent design, they often say that it's the only alternative to scientific atheism and Darwinism, which are pernicious moral doctrines. They see it, intelligent design, as the only refuge from this anti-human bloody-mindedness. Well, what a quotation. I really like what Midgley wrote about the value of philosophy and its importance as she essentially viewed philosophy as a fundamental element of human life and is not a luxury but a necessity. Quotation there. So philosophy is a lived experience, she would say, rather than a theoretical academic discipline. 
I couldn't agree more. In terms of ethics, we could say that she was an ethical naturalist, broadly taken to mean that her ethics were based on the facts of life and human experience. However, whereas some ethical naturalism can be arguably reductive, reducing morality to pleasure and pain, for example, or even just to the proposition that what is natural is what is good, an an issue that we spoke of in the episode on the naturalistic fallacy, if you remember, But uh, Midgley's was not so reductive. Instead, her view is very complex and, again, holistic. This is not to say that she argues for a special human quality that morality stems from. In fact, she strongly argued against this division made between animals and humans, writing that we are not just rather like animals, we are animals. So that's it for me from uh, from me for now. Uh, but thank you again to Ellie Robson, if you're listening, uh, for ex- inspiring this episode and indeed for being a source of much of the content of the episode. And everyone, make sure you put the Philosopher Queens on your Christmas list. I recommend it so much. So I will be back again tomorrow with another episode, of course. Also, how has it only been eight days since the start of December? It feels like the 25 days of five minute philosophy series has been going on for years. I feel like I've said it a million times. But anyway, definitely not struggling to write an episode every day. Of course not. It's great. I'm thriving. Anyway, bye for now.